0: And guess what? You also respond differently. One person may respond lovingly and open and kind. And one person may respond with anger. Somebody might respond with control. And when you start to understand the differences between you and your spouse, then you can start to let go of some of the hostility and the frustration that you feel. And you can learn how to work with them better. You can learn how to not hit their a hot button by understanding how they communicate are you ready to open the door to more romance fun and adventure or maybe it's compassion support and strength you're looking for discover real life stories and a path to overcome the pitfalls every marriage encounters welcome to the extraordinary marriage this morning i woke up about four fifteen in the morning my husband was snoring, and he'd been in and out of the bed several times. And, you know, sometimes I wake up a little bit and I go back to sleep. But on this morning at 4.15, I woke up, and I woke up a little more and a little more. And then I started thinking. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I start to try to solve the world's problems. <laughs> yeah, kind of frustrating sometimes. And I'm thinking, just go back to sleep. But on this morning, my husband kept snoring and I felt really bad because I was complaining and whining about this as we woke up. And of course he felt bad, but you know, we can't help what we do when we're sleeping, right? Well, the light came, you know, daylight came and I had the TV on and I was, I was laying in the bed still. Actually, I was sitting up drinking some coffee and I thought, oh my gosh, I have a lot to do today. If I've got stinking thinking, how am I going to be proactive in anything I do? It's going to affect my attitude all day long. And I literally become downtrodden and really not very great to be around. So I thought, oh, dear Lord, let me just lay down and let me just close my eyes and go back to sleep for 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Oh God, and please help me wake up with a better attitude. Well, I did kind of doze in and out. I just relaxed, went on back to sleep and I did wake up and I did have a better attitude. Why? Because I asked for it. <laughs> I acknowledged it. But you know, whenever I woke up early in the morning, you know, I started thinking about this book, Becoming in uh, a Person of Influence. And I started to think about how even in our marriage, we need to be a person of influence. We need to be a positive person of influence. And guess what the top of this says? How to positively, can't say it, how to positively impact the lives of others. Well, I don't know about you but I wanna be a positive influence in my house. I wanna be a positive influence and encourage my husband. I wanna be a positive influence for my kids, their spouses, my grandkids. And to do that, I have to watch my own attitude. So today I'm gonna share with you, it is called the crazy cycle. This is something that affects every single marriage, good, bad, sad, terrible, whatever it is. Some people are affected more often. If you're unaware of your behavior, then you're probably, uh, you probably have this happen a lot. But so very often, one spouse wants things to grow and be better and better in their marriage. They're paying attention. Maybe they came from a family that uh, paid attention to personal growth and um, doing your best and that kind of thing. But it just takes one person. To, to understand this, and you can change things. So I want you to stay with me till the end of this, and I'm gonna be sharing with you about the crazy cycle, how to recognize it and the importance of it and how to move past it. So the first thing I'm gonna share with you is from this book, it's Joyce Myers, and it says strength for each day. You know, it's important the things that we put into our mind. We live in a society of negativity, Negativity draws more negativity. Positive people draw more positive people. Have you ever noticed that positive energetic people are always hanging around positive energetic people? When we get downtrodden, and I remember years and years probably where I whined and I moaned about things. You know, I did that because I didn't know any better. And I had great and wonderful friends who listened to me do that. And now I only have so much patience to listen to that whining and that moaning when there's really a problem, but too often, like I said, it's our attitude. So I want to share with you from Joyce Myers, because she says it so very well, because only one person can control our attitude and our attitude does control our altitude. I remember that from my Mary Kay business, what you think you can do, you can do and what you don't think you can do you won't even try, right? So here's Joyce's words on the power of an attitude. Guideline number one regarding attitude is to maintain the right attitude when the going gets rough. And it happens, right? As soon as you sense your attitude losing altitude, make an adjustment. Maintaining the right attitude is easier than regaining it once it's been lost. It is the devil who wants us to have a bad attitude, and we've got to withstand just that. Indicators of a bad attitude include grumbling, complaining, here's a good one, Mm self-pity, I had that before, pride, criticism, judgment, impatience, lack of gratitude, unkindness, being downcast, harshness, and forgiveness. And there are many, many others. Do any of those hit home with you? Often one person is looking for answers, but it's so important that both people realize and understand when there's a challenge in your marriage. One person can only hold you up so long. Your attitude belongs to you and no one can make you have a bad attitude If you don't want one, attitude is powerful because it can make a troubled life good and a good life sour. No matter how good people's lives are, they won't enjoy it unless they're unless excuse me they won't enjoy it if they are ungrateful and greedy. In the same way, no matter how challenging people's lives are no matter how challenging people's lives are they will have joy if they decide to be thankful for what they do have and decide not to complain only we can control our attitude and as we talk about the crazy cycle today it's going to be it's going to be really important that you pay attention to that. I want you to think if you've done any of those things, complain and whine, do you have a tendency for that? You know, everybody probably complains and whines once in a while, or if we're sick, right? Well, the next thing I thought about from the John Maxwell books was qualities of a team player. Why is that? Because a married couple is a team. You play off of one another. You have different talents. You lift each other up. Whenever one's down, you lift the other one up. Um, If one person's doing the lifting all the time, boy, it becomes a burden and it gets really, really heavy. So it's important that we are a team player. So in here, John Maxwell talks about being adaptable. And this is actually from an anonymous uh, writer. So I don't know who wrote it, but it's so, so good. Inflexibility is one of the worst human failings. Inflexibility is one of the worst human failings. You can learn to check impetuosity. Oh gosh, I'm not sure if I say that word. You can learn to check impetuosity. I'm not even sure how to say that. Overcome fear with confidence And laziness with discipline. But the rigidity of mind, there is no antidote. It carries the seeds of its own destruction. So let's look at that. Being an inflexible person, my way or the highway, gotta have my way. It leads you to to destruction. And Michelle McGriff says, blessed are the flexible Get ready for this. For they shall not be bent out of shape. It's important to be flexible, to be giving. Everything can't always be our way. That would be childish, right? Little kids are like that, where they always have to have their own way. Well, it takes two people to be a team player, but even one person can start. And that's why I teach in um, my classes, Communication Secrets for Marriage. Do you ever wonder what that is? Have you heard me talk about it in different webinars, in different classes, podcasts? Communication secrets for marriage um, can start with just one person because literally understanding how your spouse communicates differently than you will make a difference. Number one, people think differently. You and your spouse think differently. What's important to them motivates them. It motivates their decisions. Is money important to them? Are relationships with people all around them important to them? Is it important to them to have a big home, a great job with power and influence? Do they need freedom Different things motivate different people. And besides having different personality styles and thinking differently, people are motivated by different things. The second thing is, besides communicating differently, some people are are very direct. They're very open. They're very direct. They don't care who knows what. Um, They're very direct. They tell you how it is. And another person stays in their head. They don't share what they're thinking. They don't share what they're feeling. And you don't know until there's a blow up, right? The third thing in communicating differently is people have different needs. This goes back to the love languages. What do you need from your spouse? Maybe you don't even know. What does your spouse need from you to feel loved and cared for? You can simply go back to the love languages that's in episode four and listen to those love languages. You know, we can only do one thing at a time, focusing on one thing at a time. And I would say that love languages would be the first place to focus. But I want you to know about the importance of understanding how you and your spouse communicate differently. You see things differently. You think differently. You probably act very different differently. And guess what? You also respond differently. One person may respond lovingly and open and kind. And one person may respond with anger. Somebody might respond with control. And when you start to understand the differences between you and your spouse, then you can start to let go of some of the hostility and the frustration that you feel. And you can learn how to work with them better. You can learn how to not hit their... A hot button by understanding how they communicate. All right. So today I'm going to share with you, like I said, about the crazy cycle. Basically, the crazy cycle is men need respect and women need love. Women need to feel loved and men need to feel respect. Now, in this day and time, I mean, Wow. It's a loose thought of what is a woman and what is a man, but most of us still know what a woman is and what a man is. You know, men, they usually go out and earn a living and protect their family. They're usually bigger than women and stronger. And they, uh, typically they're more detailed. They take care of maybe, you know, the insurance, the, um, I say that because my husband used to be in insurance, but they take a, they take care of maybe um, some of the banking, or uh, if the house needs to be repaired, they might do that. They're bigger and stronger, and they're made to protect their family. They provide for their family and they protect their family. Women typically, you know, we tend to um, be a homemaker. Sometimes that's a bad word these days to say somebody's a homemaker, but honestly, don't we all have a home? And don't we all want it to be warm and inviting? And so somebody has to be the homemaker. Maybe you trade spots with your spouse. I don't know. But somebody needs to be the homemaker. You know, making some good tasting meals at night, keeping the house cleaned up, keeping things organized. When kids come along, uh, typically women are the nurturers and they take care of the kids. Whatever you've decided in your marriage and, uh, you know, he does this, she does that, that's okay. but typically. Women, women need to feel loved and men need to feel respected. And here's what happens when they don't. The woman doesn't feel loved. Maybe her husband talks down to her. Maybe he has a terrible temper and he blows up and she's always walking on eggshells. Maybe he values his friends over her or, um, uh, Maybe he stays at work late, late hours, and he doesn't pay attention to the fact that he needs to be at home and pay attention to his family some or his wife. Well, she starts to not feel loved. And when she doesn't feel loved, you know, she doesn't greet him at the door with the kiss. She doesn't say, hey, honey, how was your day? She uh, doesn't want to listen to what he has to say. And when he starts telling her what to do, she resists he feels disrespected maybe she doesn't appreciate all the hours he puts in at work maybe she doesn't appreciate the things he's doing but if he's talking down to her or he's got a bad temper or he's uh not coming home from not coming home from work um then she's feeling not loved like he doesn't care she's not number 1 did you know we're supposed to be number 1 for each other literally i always say over and over and over and i can't say it enough cuz it goes It goes for anything and everything. Um, Everybody has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. And your spouse has a big sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Because when you make me feel important, men feel respected, women feel loved. And now they're gonna work better together. So like I said, when I woke up early this morning and I thought about the book called Becoming a Person of Influence, I started to think, you know, business is not really quite so much different than a family or a couple. The idea that we grow in our business, you know, we want to keep learning and be, being educated, learning new things. Um, why don't we do that at home? Why don't we think about personal growth when it comes to our Uh, uh, our spouse, our relationship. You know, when we're raising kids, we certainly think about their personal growth. We got to be thinking about our personal growth first, because how do we give if we're not filling our own cup? So I'm just going to go through a few of John Maxwell's um, tips on influence, because I know you want to be a positive influence for your spouse, right? If you're a man listening, you want to feel respected. If you're a woman listening, you want to feel loved. Now, I do realize that women want respect and men want love too. Ultimately, if we're going to come together, you know, there's that uh, intimate relationship that husbands and wives have. And if you want to have that, you got to make your spouse feel important. Both of you need to feel respected and you both need to feel loved. So I'm going to go through a few of these and I think that all of these things will help you gain influence, a positive influence in your marriage. Number one, integrity with people. These are just the chapters in this book. Integrity with people. Well, you know, honesty is important. Uh, support, being supportive of your spouse is important, but integrity is important. Do you keep your word? Do you do what you say that you will do? The second one is a person of influence nurtures others. Well, you know what? My husband is very nurturing, very caring, very thoughtful. He's a great listener. He pays attention to what I need from him. And guess what? I want to do the same for him. I want him to feel loved. And you know what? A lot of times for men, that's cooking a great dinner. Cause you know what? What do they say? Uh, sorry, but sex and food, Right. Sex and food. So a man wants to feel nurtured and loved by his wife. And the same thing goes for women. A person of influence, as John Maxwell says, has faith in people. Do you have faith in your spouse? Do you believe in them? Do you want the best for them? Do you lift them up, appreciate them, encourage them? Faith in people. Do you treat your spouse with the same love and faith and integrity that you would treat somebody at work? So many times when we're out at work, we want to be liked when we're out in public. And so we put about our best face. You know, we want to have that same thing at home. It's like a muscle. It's like exercising a muscle of making the right choices and doing the right thing. John Maxwell says a person of influence listens to people. Well, I want you to think about all the people at work, maybe at church, out at uh, community groups that you're in. Who do you like best? You like those people best that listen to you. If they start to talk to you and somebody else talks to them and they walk away, you feel unimportant. And so in the same way, your spouse needs to know that you Care and want to listen to them. And honestly, if we don't listen, we're actually being a little selfish. Like we're looking at ourselves, thinking about ourselves instead of thinking about the other person. John Maxwell says a person of influence understands people. Now, this goes back to that communication class that I was talking about. You know, you can never totally understand people, but once you have gone through uh, the communications class, there's actually an assessment that helps you really understand yourself, things you've never thought of before, and it opens your eyes to how to communicate to your spouse. You truly start to understand people. I know during some very challenging times, one of my granddaughters, who was usually so very, very sweet, became angry. She was terribly angry. Guess what? That is a top emotion. And that is something that when everything's going wrong, our top emotion jumps in to take care of us. And she became angry. And guess what? Because I understand the communication styles. I could understand exactly why she was exhibiting this. And she was kind of putting it towards me. I was the one kind of helping take care of her. And she was putting it towards me. And that's because often... We let loose our wrath on those that we love. We don't mean to. That's why it's important to talk about things. Uh, John Maxwell says that a person of influence navigates for others. Well, we're all down and out at different times. We have a lot of moods. Sometimes our energy's low. And guess what? When I'm down and out, I'm thankful if my husband navigates for me. He gives me direction. He's understanding. He cuts me some slack because he knows maybe I'm a little low on energy. John Maxwell says a person of influence connects with people. How can you connect with your spouse? I want you to go all the way back to when you first met your spouse. What attracted you? What did you enjoy doing together? What connected you? What made you want to spend your lives together? Sometimes we have to go back to the beginning. John Maxwell says, a person of influence empowers people. Well, just like a great leader empowers people at work. We want to empower one another. My husband empowers me. You know, life's not always easy. Business is not always easy. People are not always easy. And sometimes we're sad, we're down, we're out, we're frustrated. We feel like there's no hope. That's when your spouse empowers you and lifts you up. Gives you a little extra loving. John Maxwell says a person of influence uh, reproduces others. What kind of person are you? Are you the person that you like to be around? You know, sometimes we got to like ourselves, right? But the truth is we all become just like the people we hang around with. And so if we're having to hang around a hostile spouse uh, unhelpful spouse, um, a spouse that's not loving, you know, we start to become unforgiving and frustrated. And we start becoming like that person. We become like the person we're around the most. So I'm hoping today that you've heard something that changes your heart or changes your mind. And Makes you aware that being respectful and being loving, hanging that sign around your spouse's neck that says make me feel important. Well, not for you to not for you to hang the sign around their neck that says make you feel important, but to remember that your spouse has that sign around their neck that says Make me feel important. Your kids have those signs around their neck. Your boss has that sign. Your mom has that sign. Your your best friend has that sign around their neck. And when we're focused on others and what we can do for them, then our eyes are off of ourselves, And it kind of lightens the load because we're not thinking about ourselves anymore. We're thinking about others. So if you are a person of influence, What kind of influence do you have with your spouse? What kind of attitude do you have? Do you respect your spouse? Do you show your spouse that you love them? So I encourage you today... If you want to go and get the transcripts, you can get all the books that you heard or some of the words that you heard. You're going to find those in the show notes at the slash podcast. There's a button at the top if you find that you would like to learn a little bit more or you have some questions for me. Um, there's a button that says, um, you know, are you looking for a listening ear? Um, I have a complimentary appointment that you can get with that. But I encourage you to go over to the Communication Secrets for Marriage and take that class it will open your eyes into things that you have not thought of before and you may find three things five things seven things that can help you have a better marriage have a better relationship it's february it's valentine's day and i don't know about you but i like to have a great attitude I like to have great energy. I like to encourage those around me. And I like to have a great marriage because a happy home equals happier kids. A happy home equals more energy at work. A happy home equals a better outlook for everything else you're doing. I'm Connie Duran with The uh, Extraordinary Marriage. And I thank you for listening today. And you know what? I would love to hear from you. Connie at The Extraordinary Marriage. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about communication secrets for marriage, go to theextraordinarymarriage.com slash podcast. Go to episode 18 and click on the show notes. There you will find a 20% coupon for communication secrets for marriage. If you've been encouraged today, please hit subscribe and help me spread the word by sharing with your friends. You'll find show notes and how you can connect with today's guest at TheExtraordinaryMarriage.com. Get ready to uncover the best-kept secrets of happy, healthy marriages and gain the power of understanding how you and your spouse think, act, and respond differently. Learn more about the unique communication secrets for marriage at TheExtraordinaryMarriage.com. This is your host, Connie Durham, and I'll see you next week.